Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Noodling with Josh. On this episode, I get to noodle with fellow actor and transplant to the city, Shelby Shea. Spelled like the butter, but no relation. I'm really going to start just by pulling right from her IMDb bio because it's not something I get to say very often. Plus, she sounds fancy as fuck, and I want to be her publicist one day, but that's a story for another show. Shelby Grace Shea is an American actress and writer. Born and raised in Florida, Shea holds two bachelor's degrees from the University of Florida. She made her film debut in the musical comedy Pitch Perfect 3 and had a supporting role in Rebel Rebel. Her more prominent roles include features on SWAT, Grey's Anatomy, Fatal Attraction, and more. Shelby and I met on set and immediately got into trouble for pulling focus from the leads, but, you know, frequently and in a way that was more, you know, that liked us and kept us in the shot and not in the, you know, we're going to need to replace those two sort of way. And we bonded over McDonald's, Grimace's insane grasp on America and uh, so much more that we didn't even get to talk about in this episode, but we're going to have her back. So that's okay. And why hold back the inevitable any longer? Tune into this episode of Noodling with Josh and Shelby. And I just say it's time to hit the theme. Moved out of Michigan. Got a job in the city of sin. White collar boy with the beard of joy. Hits record and lets you in. Gotta take a drink if you get interrupted. Don't forget that onion dip. Retreat the show so his feet can stay off the ground. Sit back and relax. Take the conversation to the max. Josh is new then around. Around. Josh is new to Dean's French onion dip. Dean's French onion dip. Dean's French onion dip. Dean's French onion dip. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Noodling with Josh. Today's guest. Shelby. Hello. How I'm are so- you? I'm wonderful. Better so now that I'm to you. I'm so stoked you're here. It is okay. I'll be totally honest. I thought you were LAing me for a while. <laughs> and I know you know what that means. It's like, yes. I know you know what that means, but for those who don't, not in the area, the people of California are so friendly in making plans. That unfortunately probably end up moving four or five times before they really happen. <laughs> yeah. so real, right? Okay. Hey, I, 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 and we're busy. Yes. Gigs come out of nowhere. On set. Travel plans, yes. sets. Oh, all that. No. I get it. Exactly. But, but for a second, I thought, like, oh shit, is she ditching me? <laughs> no, she's just disorganized. <laughs> it's like, Oh no, is it this day? And also I remember there was one time we were supposed to hang out on a Sunday and I remembered like that Sunday night mm-hmm. way too late to do anything about it that I was supposed to hang out with you. And I was like, you know what I was supposed to hang out with? I really and it's like, do you know what? I had a kickball team and my kickball team, this is I'm not proud to admit this. Not only did we not win, there's there's a mercy rule and then there's a <laughs> honor rule. 
Um, like if you're being slob, like there's mercy rule, like, all right, your team is done kicking. We're going to switch. And then there's mm-hmm. a other rule where it's like, there's they just scored no so many way. points. Yes. They're like, there's no way for your team to win at all. And we're tired of watching this. So the game is over and that's what happened to my team. And so it's like, Guess where I don't want to go right now is hang out with somebody after being slaughtered, I, literally. I have no excuse other than just like I was so humiliated. Like I was having <laughs> great flashbacks. I'm not laughing at it. I promise. I'm laughing with you in the moment. No, I'm kidding. That's amazing. No, I should have just told you, you know, my deep thing. <laughs> we rain check, like I was just slaughtered. I, I would have brought you so much weed and booze to make it feel better. <laughs> I would have been like, hey, this is all I know how to do. So if this will help. <laughs> If not, no, I get it. Honestly, I'm sure some of my teammates like, because there's like a group of, there's different divisions. So some of the girls are like, you know, former D1 athletes who now do this instead. And so they play in the A-League and like- And they were on the other team. No, exactly. And then there's people like me who show up and it's like, yeah, obviously you're supposed to smoke after the game. And sometimes you don't make it to the after the game. Uh, Excuse me. (laughs) Recreational kickball people. Recreational kickball, you can smoke whenever the fuck you want. At that point, because you understand the spirit, like some people, yeah. Like, Why didn't you catch the ball? And I'm like, I didn't know it was a ball. You're like, I was not paying attention exactly. because I've paid to be here. Exactly. <laughs> if I was, was paying, yeah, <laughs> if you were paying me, I'd be a little more focused. <laughs> it's a smidge, you know, maybe. maybe. <laughs> All right, I always have to ask, it's the easiest spot because a uh, I'm always curious. But from your perspective, how and where did we meet? Oh my gosh. Okay, so we met on set. Yep. We met because you and I were chosen as the two most prolific, attractive, oh. eye-catching oh. performers. That's it. Are. Absolutely. I, mean, I remember I-, I was wearing like a sparkly jacket in your shirt. They were like, we love that guy's shirt. Like he really works for the scene. And it's just, they picked the two of us out of like a big group of people and everyone else, they were like, fuck off and go dance. And for the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But when you got to be, yeah, that was, I do, I have to say, I've met some incredible people that way. Isn't it wild? It's like, yeah. you made the most lovely. Like, I felt so lucky that they chose you because so much of the time they were telling us like, you know, stop talking. You're supposed to be fake talking. <laughs> yeah, like, right. <laughs> talking to josh like we're having these super funny god honestly i feel like our conversation this is everyone thinks this but our conversation was like more enthralling than the actual script going on hey, right record now. this we're we have better connect chem- chemistry than these two <laughs> no exactly Let's just catch the, yeah i was like you know they're telling us to quiet down so they don't catch i was like maybe you should turn the mic up you know what i mean <laughs> That's, turn the mic up and maybe i'll just turn my face a little bit and just exactly yeah a little louder i it's so funny too when those placements on set are given and then how like the mood of everyone shifts into all right this is the spot i've been given so i'm going to occupy it as best i can Absolutely. and this is my space yeah for us it was easy cuz we're just like having a conversation and that's the parts that we're playing at that point oh, but it was very interesting then watching the rest of the room fit into their role because they didn't get our chosen spots Oh, exactly. And I was like, okay, are they going to exalt each of us? And then it was like, no, like the two of you were chosen. And then, you know, we were also later told, okay, now fuck off and go dance. But then, no, fuck, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but there's only like one more line for the main cast. And then they also come dance with us. And so it's like, okay, now everybody's dancing, yeah. you know? 
but it's like I honestly think I can't even tell you how hard I laughed when I texted you and I was like oh my gosh Josh did you go to the rap party like I'm visiting my mom I was at whatever it was I wasn't able to go and you were like what what rap party because <laughs> <laughs> the woman seemed she seemed so sweet I was like how on earth did she forget Josh? Like, that's so evil. She's so nice. She's so nice. And I don't think it was malicious. I would have been like, what's her email again? Uh, excuse me, uh, Michael? Uh, what <laughs> was that? Exactly. No, I, I think I told her, like, have a drink for me. And she texted back, like, I'll have a cupcake. And I was like, my bad, my bad. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes, so please. I poured some alcohol on you. I just wanted to send a little emoji of the cheers. <laughs> like, I didn't mean to buy it. Just celebrate. I don't know. Don't take offense. Have a no. nice time for me. That's all. I Are you like, okay, so for a lot of stuff that gets created, it ends up taking time to edit however long for production, and then it's pushed out. So rap parties sometimes come years later. Like, what's the what's the longest out you've shot something and then celebrated it however long later? I'm still waiting, you know, it's like there's, there's some stuff that you're still waiting to see. Yeah, yeah, like, all right. Didn't get invited to those crap parties, but, you know, there are a couple where it's like, um, like there's one film, Rebel Rebel, it's going to, I think, uh, that festival in Long Beach, I think it's the Canes, um, that's yeah. coming in September, and we filmed that last August, like a year ago, and so it's really cool that we're finally going to be able to see, you know, the fruits of our labor, but there's this other film that we... I don't even, they, to this day, it was titled on backstage, like, untitled, you know, film or whatever. Yeah. Tell us the name. They won't tell us when it's coming out. Like, all the, it was just, it was really, really difficult for, they were like, we're going to pay you when we wrap filming. And it was maybe last November. We, all the background had a really difficult time getting paid. They had a really difficult time. Uh. If all promises credit, I'm sure we're not going to get credit. And it's <laughs> I think they just kind of stole our work and they're going to keep it forever. It's like, I don't think they're ever going to talk to us again. And it's like, there's kind of nothing we can do about that. And so it's like, if I get invited to that rap party, I'll eat my hat. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I'm so flattered, but I, I truly believe that those people, you know, just kind of assume that we would forget about it. And it's like, what do you forget about this? Like two days of, you know what I mean? It's like, I really yeah. heard that, you know, that project. And then they just kind of ghosted all of us. And so, uh, you know, a bunch of the background, we got each other's Instagrams. We have like a little group chat. Every once in a while, we'll be like, anybody, anything? And it's like, no, nothing ever. They're asking. They, they just, they'll never finish shooting on it. So they'll never have to pay anybody. Never, exactly. And oh so my God. And they keep saying like, listen, when we wrap, we'll tell you. It could be, because there were emails and they're like, listen, it could take years and years is bolded. And we're like, okay, okay. I don't yeah, know. I mean, fine. But also. Just keep us. <laughs> yeah, right. Just tell us if we're gonna ever be, you know what I mean? Like, just tell us the name of the film, you know? And is that one of those things that over time is it's gonna be more on your publicist or your agent to kind of track? Is that that's kind of the goal with having representation? Is they'll do that for you? In theory, yes. Because yeah. I don't think they really. Oh, I love that qualification you put in there. <laughs> I am so theory. sorry you need to do it, but. <laughs> It's like, you know, in a perfect world, everybody would just be really, and I'm sure it's not no. all you know, met bad intention. Some of it really is that they're so busy and they're so into the art. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I really respect that, that that's part of the process is you dive in. But at the same time, it's like, I really don't think, you know, it's like they look at us with our big eyes and our puppy faces and they're like, they're so not threatened by our, you know, 
outstanding that they're like, maybe a, a publicist or an agent would have a little bit more teeth, you know, they, yeah. would, they would say like, you really need to let us know what's going on as, a, as opposed to so many actors, especially during the strike are so grateful for work that the email is, I hope this email finds you well. Um, thank you so much for, you know, letting me be in your project two years ago. Would you mind letting me know like if the project was killed or if it's still in, in post ed, you know, what's going, you know what I mean? It's like, you just kind of want yeah. it. And so it's when you don't really have any teeth, it's like, you want to be polite, but you also, it's like that often doesn't really produce any results. It's in the like, same way. No? So I, I, I've i worked and, and helped friends kind of at least given feedback on, uh, you know, career gigs and stuff that they've done. And that's one that I've kind of, that's been the best part about my gig is when I can insulate them from needing to do that shit work, oh, right? No. We're following up. And no, no, that's that's one of the best parts about being like in the management or helping someone as a publicist is like, hey, you need to go do art now. Like, let me do the hard shit, the annoying shit, not hard, but annoying, right? So I, I, one of the questions I always have to ask because it's fine, it's a fine tune to like figure out your own personal barometer to like taking a role in a situation like this where you're just like happy to get work. Have you had to say like fuck no to anything lately? You know, that's that's, that's such an interesting question, Josh. I'm so glad that you asked. It's like, you know, I if you had asked me that maybe two weeks ago, I would have been like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine a situation. Which <laughs> oh God, that that recent. Well, in this economy, like turning down a job, but you know, and this is something I'm sure that will ring true to you, especially because of you for yourself as a, as an artist, and also for all the people that you know. Um, but in, in our industry, it's like, there comes a point when, like when you receive an offer for a role, sight unseen, no audition. Yeah. Me personally, that is not typically a good sign. <laughs> not speak well yeah. of the project. Like you now, there is a time where, uh, Shelby, you are gonna be uh, in such yeah. high demand that that is the case. Right, like but, Jennifer Lawrence gets those calls and she's like, yes, you've seen me in the Hunger Games, like sign me up, you know? But I'm not Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> and so when someone just offers me a role, I'm, I'm a little skeptical. And so- okay. you know, All right, see? smart. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> a little bit, but you know, when you, when you read a role description, sometimes it's so succinct and so vague that you're like, wow, that sounds, that sounds just all right to me. And yeah. so you apply for it. Um, and I was initially so excited. I got this message to like, we're filming in, you know, two or three days, read over the script. If you don't have any issues or questions, you know, just, you know, write us a quick message back and we'll send you yeah. a call. It's that's, a, that's a quick turnaround though, too. Two oh, days. Uh, and so part of me thought maybe I'm just getting lucky because my availability is a little bit more open. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. <laughs> all right. I, all right. I can, I can more. word for word because it's just so fascinating it's like it's a little bit like so the role that I applied for was it wasn't the lead it was like the role of maybe like more of like a, a guiding role for the principals it was like yeah a, yeah yeah, like, yeah. okay yeah so I wasn't until like if the, the script is 15 pages I didn't appear until maybe page 11 okay. and so you know just for context I'm reading the beginning of it and I see maybe a couple of spelling spelling mistakes I think that's <laughs> weird y'all oh, Oh, there's no punctuation here. All right. Just right, you see don't D-O-N-T. You see yeah, Y-A. I'm thinking, what's up? You're like, all right, there's there's <laughs> the spidey sense is real. It's tingling. 
<laughs> there's something going off here i guess let's continue it's like hmm. and so you know essentially the story is about you know this young couple and the boys maybe not he's maybe what you might be called in popular society a beta male maybe not <laughs> yeah I think uh, I will say that you did show me the script for this particular question that I've asked. And I think the uh, the informal term is it's a story about a cuck. It's a story about uh, an individual who is unfortunately cuckolded. It's so real. Absolutely. But it's and not. It, it, it reads as if it happened to this person yesterday. Yes, exactly. And so it's happening to him in real time. And so, oh, you know, like when you're an actor and you're looking for, it's like, it's not necessary. It's like, yeah, crazy things happen, but you're always looking for in your character, you're looking for at least one person. Yeah, people are villains. You're looking for someone to be some form of like, yeah. you're looking for someone you can root for. Like you have to find, you know, something within this character that you can, you know, make your own and not like, if you hate your character, that's going to be very obvious to the audience and it's not going to be a very believable performance. And so, I'm looking at, I haven't yet gotten to my character. I'm looking at, you know, the boy and the girl and I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the struggle that whoever <laughs> as these two individuals are going to face because I'm not seeing much in, in this young woman. Like she's just awful to her man. She's like berating him. She's like accepting these like insane compliments from strangers right in front of his face. And he's like, but we have plans tomorrow. It's our anniversary. And she's oh like, I forgot and it's you know he <laughs> he and she's one of those girls oh that goes oh, yeah IA and so you know eventually the boy comes to to me to seek some guidance and of course as all excellent scripts are it's a religious experience <laughs> <laughs> I there are three characters in this piece and I think all three of them are equally unliked when it comes to like oh i can't find anything redeemable anywhere yet absolutely absolutely it's like even my character in this like guidance and so in the very very beginning it's like my character gives this really awful bit of advice to the boy it's like he he's like you know it seems like there are some big holes in my relationship it seems like she's she's being unfaithful she's like you know shoving the fact that she's and again no disrespect to sex workers but she's like doing this pornography behind my back like I gave her permission to dabble and she's like fully thrusted herself into this world like without my permission she's like she's and, in and just as a quick reminder this is the role that Shelby has been reading to to get to where her character comes in this is what you have to wade through as an actor being like okay all right, fine. Continue. It's all backstory. Yeah, know? right. It's getting to where you're at. And even that's hard to wade through. But please. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm I'm trying to, you know, in my mind, I'm like, okay, as this role of like a person who's guiding him, I expect to, you know, hear I immediately invalidate his feelings. I'm like, you're wrong. Just because <laughs> you're a man, like that's your feelings don't matter. Like there's a little oh. That says your feelings don't matter because you're a man. And it's like, okay, someone's working out some personal shit in the script. Somebody went to go see Barbie and came back with some spicy <laughs> thoughts that were misguided and a bad three-way idea. Yes. And, and then a script fell on your lap. Someone wasn't feeling their energy, you know? Yeah, they, they were not enough. Enough. No, exactly. And so they wrote the script, I feel like, to manifest those feelings of 
just insignificance in their own. And so, yeah. you know, I craft advice, which is like, you know, it really doesn't matter how you feel because you're wrong anyway, and you're a boy. And so, you know, it's not even the twist yet. No, exactly. We're not even to the twist. And so it's like, (laughs) you don't really understand why my advice is so bad, but you're like, you know, that doesn't shock me considering everything else I've read to this point. You're like, I know as I was reading it, I was like, oh, maybe they're just bad at giving advice (laughs) because the rest of this is poorly written. Honestly, it just you read the script and you're like, yeah, that tracks. Like if I for this actor, this this tracks for this particular character. Honestly, if I'd given really excellent wisdom, you'd been like, where did this come from? You yeah, know? right. It's still. As soon as I shared it with Josh, one of the first things he said, I was dying. It was like he was like, it's so apparent that this person has never been to any kind of therapist, <laughs> any kind of like guru. This person has never actually sought out that kind of help, or else they would know. It I sound like this. I have had many conversations about therapy with people. My mother is in the industry. I uh, have, have tried it as a young adult and it didn't work in my opinion. And, but I also can very much see when somebody's entire idea of what therapy is, is just what they've gotten from television and other entertainment. And you're like, okay, all right. I guarantee you this man in his side notes when he was writing this was, She's going to wear a pencil skirt and it's going to have a shirt that's unbuttoned and there's going to be glasses and her hair's up. Yeah, one <laughs> of those. With a pencil holding it together and it's like... An, in, an inexplicit pencil that no one will ever use. <laughs> no, because she's always writing notes and it's like, I don't have a notepad. I'm not right. I'm not listening to him. Like, oh, it's insane. And you're not listening to him because your character is secretly into him. The beta boy. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> It's like, so you kind of find out that, you know, it cuts to, you know, the girl and she's told like, hey, what you're doing is kind of wrong. Not that it really matters that she finds this out because she magically finds out where I am, where I'm counseling her man. And so, you know, her man finally stands up to me and says like, hey, you know, I don't pay you just to like talk crap about my life. And so I say, I'm sorry. (laughs) And he goes, it's fine. And then I'm like, do you know what? I've been thinking about you a lot. And it's like, he doesn't respond and I'm like, especially, you know, like your eyes. And he's like, oh, and you're thinking in your head, like, there's no way. And I'm like, yeah. So anyway, the reason I gave you that crap advice starts twirling my hair, lets it down from the bun is because I think your girlfriend sucks and I should be with you. And it's like, yeah, I'm about to come on to you. And it's like, yes, like that's when, so then the girl walks in and everything explodes. And it's like, he doesn't even address her like, I tell her it's over. I'm like, he's done with you, trash. Like, it's just, it's incredible. But that's not the best part. The best part is the last line where it's like, everything works out perfect for the beta boy. Like, his ex, like, lives in a garbage can and he's happy here. That's it. That insult behavior will be rewarded is what this parable is getting at. It's (laughs) going to be uh, posted live on Truth Social and on Rumble everywhere (laughs) by next week. Oh I know. I'm gonna tell you, you guys are gonna see it on the big screen and be like, "Oh my god, this is exactly what this is doing. it. This is it. This is what she was talking about." Unconscious <laughs> podcast. Because there, there has to be a distinct difference, and I always think about this as an actor who gets a script and you're told that you're gonna be the asshole, you're gonna be the bad guy, you're gonna be the dick character, you're gonna be the rapist in some situations. Sometimes you read that and you'd be like, "Okay, I guess it fits in with the story and the fabric and." It's a part of the emotions that you're trying to build. So there are times where you as an actor need to read that script and really be like, oh, okay, I I get it. But then there are times 
when you read a script and you're just like fuck no if this is as haphazard uh-huh. as the words on paper that they sent me i can't imagine they're gonna have an intimacy coordinator on set oh, at all. they're gonna get weird with it later oh my god it's like honestly the reason that i said no is because it's like i one because there was no way that i could find something redeemable within my character and two because it's like let's say that this short is a smashing success let's say against all the odds it beats someone sees this at a festival and goes I want to fund this and make it a feature film I cannot imagine that anybody would see me in that and think I want to see her in more I want more yeah (laughs) I want to see more of that character like that actress it's like I just think it would get me blackballed forever you know there is a reason we no longer see movies with Ollie Larder after she went up against Beyonce in the movie Enough there's a reason why this wouldn't work Sometimes you just get knocked out, you know? Yeah. Hey, Allie Larder, if you're listening, I hope you're doing great. That is not a read on your career whatsoever. (laughs) That's just the only comparison I could think of in this time. It's just facts. Please come on the show. Exactly. Thank you. Huge fans. I have seen most of her stuff. That's funny. I not even... Anyway. Beyonce, we're all losers. Oh, no joke. Oh, my God. Like, put me up. Don't even put my stats next to her. I uh, was telling somebody that was doing background for a story on myself. Um, Yeah, those are words that immediately sound like a humble brag. And I did not mean that. No, 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 seriously. I was like, I want to read the story. (laughs) Somebody was asking questions about like my career and what I've done. I talked about a time that I was working uh, with DJ Khaled and the Formation Tour. And I had the opportunity to get tickets and I got to see the show with two fans and DJ Khaled, like hand delivered them to these people. And then we took them to the event. It was was incredible. She she kept pressing me on like, how did it feel to be at the show? Like, tell me about formation. Like you were, you got to go to six stops and what was it? I was just like, you know how you can't really describe art? Right. That's it. That's my answer. (laughs) That's that's how I had to end it. I was like, I... I don't want to talk about Beyonce. She's incredible. And now we have to go talk to me about me again? <laughs> Whatever you say, people are going to be like, that's all you had to say about Beyonce. About Beyonce? Yeah, no, right. I was like, there's no win here. There's nothing I you just, can say that captures. I no. called her art. I hope that helps. That's beautiful. No, exactly. It's like, okay, good. Subtle, but, you know, fully encapsulates. <sighs> that Bayhive. If they come after me, I'm booked. <laughs> they are rough. I'm kidding. I would no. wait, hold on. If you were to like, let's just pretend that for whatever reason you get the next script and you're like in Maleficent three and you oh. become an icon of evil, right? Because that's there are some people who like, I'll be honest, I when I think of Jennifer Tilly, I always go to Bride of Chucky, right? Oh, they have that moment where they're stuck in there. For sure. If you were to have a fan base based around an evil character, what would you call your fan base? Oh my gosh, I don't know why. I don't know why evil. What would you call your fan base? Because you just know that my future is like sinister, and you know those. those I'm going to gravitate towards more. Just because we've been talking about it, I'm not saying that. I honestly, I think you could do it really well. And I've been working on something called the Canyons uh, that we'll, we'll talk about when we're no longer recording because I can't put it out there just yet. But uh, th- th- there is explicitly a character that I've written for you. So there, there's yeah 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 there's I. I very specifically can only write what I know. And what exactly. that then means. It's the most authentic way to write is what you know, you know? Yeah. I That's mean, it. and it's, 
it feels like the laziest, but I got to stop getting out of that imposter <laughs> syndrome version of no, exactly. my writer's self and just do it. No, but exactly. like, I can't I genuinely... wait to play it. Oh, it's going to be so good. Oh, man. Man, the it... first time I thought it was terrible, I was like, I'm trying not to go the sheep route. I'm like, shears? I'm thinking of my life. Yeah. <laughs> shell, shell bites? Shells? Shell bites? She sells, she sells down by the seashore. It's like, you know, I just, honestly, it's like, I just don't want to make the mistake that Doja Cat made, which is if my fans, if I were lucky enough to have them, decided to name themselves like kittens or whatever. And Doja Cat was like, I don't claim them. You know, that's lame. And I was like, yeah, I remember I was just like, hey, Doja, like, I get it. That's lame. But like, that's a little rude. Like, they come alone. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to talk to them. Just in, be okay with them being your fans. Like, oh, honestly, a lot of the great, like, believers, like, Swifties, a lot of the great names are taken. You know what I mean? Like, Zendaya's fans have their own name. I can't think of it now. You can be the, pronounce your last name for me. Just to make sure I have it on record correctly. Oh, okay. Yes, exactly. Sure. Okay. You can be the, the Shayites. Ooh, the, the Shayites heads, like shitheads, like Shay. The Shayites. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, a lot of the times people say Shia, and so I learned like when they come to mark your name off on background, um, they'll be like, "What's your name?" And I'm like Shelby, and like Shay, and they can't spell it because they say J E, and I'll be like Shay, like butter, um, and they're like, "Ah, we know." How oh. mm. And so I'm maybe I'll be the Shay Butters. Oh my the gosh, butter, the gosh, Butters to be the Dream Weavers. Oh my God, stop it! Wait, I, yeah, fantastic. I mean, the Dream Weavers is better than what someone said. The the Weaver Beavers. Oh, I like that too. Weaver Beavers is kind of sick. <laughs> dream Weavers is like, you know, the dreamers, the weavers, like. <laughs> then the, the Weaver Beavers are all of the uh, the married women. The, uh, <laughs> a, 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 I'm trying to make achieve and weave a tweaver. <laughs> a tweaver. Oh boy. All right. Maybe. I don't know. I, I've often thought like, because I've had so many pseudonyms over all of the social accounts and including where I'm streaming on twitch and i've often thought like great regular name but it's like you know when you feel creative and you want to take a pseudonym right i and i keep coming back to that i'm just like okay do i just stick with josh weaver like shelby shelby shang is great i love the alliteration i you know i i have to say that there was something that i was considering uh naming in my like realm of businesses that had two s's and i was like oh ss oh oh that's <laughs> that's there have to be you have to be the right person to be okay with that because that always has its negative connotation but, of course <laughs> yeah you're just like oh you're such the opposite no you're at such... all but it's also i have to speaking of background i have to ask if we can trade tim robinson's story speaking of oh my god i'm so excited that you brought this up Yes, because I watched I Think You Should Leave over and over and over again. I watched it so much. And I genuinely, did you and I talk about this when we were on set? That you had recorded some stuff? I hadn't been on yet. Oh, you had? Okay. Oh, not yet. I Because I'm in the wedding scene. for like You and I think we chatted about it before I saw it. Yes. And then I saw it and I was watching it. How I was watching it was I was on stream with everyone on Hot Dead Radio, 
and we were playing that particular it's the uh darmine doggy door sketch yeah, oh i love that skit with the animal pig and the animal pig that comes in <laughs> and that it keeps so many memes wow. and there's a throwaway moment there's a throwaway moment where the tim robinson character says because i haven't been sleeping good since i saw my wife get flipped at the wedding by the swing dancer guy so in that moment in which they flash back to the swing dance and his wife getting flipped behind Tim making a very, very upset face <laughs> is you. Is me. And I paused it on his face because he was making a very funny face. Yes. And I went along and I was talking to the stream about everything. And then I, sc I, I screamed. I genuinely yelled. And I went, holy fuck, that's Shelby. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God. And I had accidentally paused on it. I had completely forgot about it. And it's just a shot of you right behind Tim oh, making you know. an excited I'm face. At this wedding. And I accidentally paused on it to tell that all the guys something about it. Eighth of a second. It's like, that's so incredible. It is. It, it is just a. a College, who I made watch that clip, and he was like, "I don't see you." I don't see you. <laughs> You're like, "That's okay. I'm still there, but you just gotta find me." It's a weird wall, though. I was like, "Marty, you suck. Like, you've known me." <laughs> yeah, try hard, but come on. <laughs> like, and you recognize me instantly. Like, you're my new favorite person. Like, that's amazing. Instantly, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" I took a screenshot. I immediately sent it to you. <laughs> yes, I remember. I was like, oh. "So, for what feels like a moment, a throwaway cutaway." In a joke in a sketch show, Literally. you still had to go to set, wear your wardrobe. There was craft services. There was makeup that day. You had to watch the, like, what was your day? Oh my gosh, that day was so, it was actually super fun. But I remember when I got to set, first of all, they told us to bring an outfit change because they used, Ooh, yeah. They we filmed, if you watch um, the episode where it's like the bride who didn't, her father of the bride with um, Tim Meadows from. Yep, Me yep, yep. yep. So we wore one outfit to film that episode and then the <laughs> June and we had a different outfit for them. And so everybody at first was like, oh, and I also was like, oh, the principal of Mean Girls. I had to look it up to make sure I didn't get the same wrong. Um, but when I first got there, it was like maybe 7.30 and there were, it was a call for, you know, formal wear, meaning you're going to get all age ranges. And it was, yeah. <laughs> it was a range. And so, you know, it's really rare for it to be like this, but it was a super, super heavy rain that day. And so they weren't expecting that. They had tents for us and the tents were like, <laughs> they were not holding up. It was- Oh my God. And so the first thing I heard after I checked in was this like really elderly man threatening to call the union. He's like, this is ridiculous. You're not gonna have us wait inside. I'm gonna catch my death out here. And I was like, it's gonna be a fun day. You're like, I can't wait. <laughs> here in the glory of hollywood literally and so honestly it was super cool they let me wear like a little tux for my first look i was like because oh, i was afraid they were gonna make more double dresses and then i got to wear like a little dress for the second one but i wore a tux for most of the time and so i was super comfortable all the girls were like oh my god it's so cool that you get to be comfortable which is like <laughs> you're like yeah thank background you. her i mean you look worse than me and it's like love that you're welcome apologies uh, and so it was really fun. It was really chaotic. They had this really cool guy on like the picture booth thing. And so he was asking all these questions. They were moving all these lights around. And it was, it was a really fun day. It's like, sometimes you're on a production where 
they don't always optimize their time. I won't yeah. do any names um, where they don't optimize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make sure you continue to get work. Please don't call them out. <laughs> Feel free to call out the ones that you don't want to work with. No, exactly. All. I won't call out. <clears throat> no, they're very, I, I don't want to, <laughs> I won't call them out, but they do deserve it. Um, <laughs> nice. And the food was delicious. They catered from, although I will say that they catered from two places and they had background meals and then they had main food. And I was like, but they did let us like sneak over to the main food after and like eat their food. So we were like. After they were done. Uh, only mm-hmm. when they're done with it. Only after, exactly. And so I, you know, I talked to them for like half a second. I, I, I got a uh, a bootleg toy that someone got for me for my birthday. And it's uh, one of the I think you should leave moments oh, where Patty Harrison is just. I love that. Saying, I can't stop having <laughs> wine. Love wine. That's incredible. <laughs> she gets sewn into Charlie pa- Brown's pants. Uh, it's the Shark Tab episode, and I love this bootleg content. I might need to make one of you in the background, and it's it's just something along the lines of that line where he's just screaming, "I can't sleep because my wife got flipped at a wedding." I I, I can't remember <laughs> that specific line. I need to find it. Eight times, I just that I. It was one of those moments where I was like, "Holy shit!" There's I. Okay, I don't care that she's been dodging me and she's been straight up saying, "Ghosting me in meetings." This is the I need to get her on this show. Let me send her a calendar link. Get her here. No, I'm the worst. I love the show. I love you. I just, I need someone to manage my time for me. Probably my mom mom out here with me. It's, I, (laughs) no, I understand how LA works. I understand the ins and outs of, uh, I'm not an LA person yet. It's like, I'm from Florida. I still have the swamp in my blood. You know what I mean? It's (laughs) It Can really I tell is. you that half the times the second gig that I get, the first one is always the hardest one for me. The second one's the easy one because on that first set, I'm so nice and Midwestern that they're like, holy fuck, where are you from? Come be on the next shoot. And that's how <laughs> I've gotten all of my shoots. It's the first one that's the hardest. And then after that, they regularly bring me into shit <laughs> because of just I'm just like, all right, I have to stay anti-Hollywood as long as possible. And a part of that is being offended when people. No, exactly. (laughs) That's a lovely, genuine person. It's like, you're like, you'll be like, how are you? And then other people will ask you that and they'll be like, on their phone, will you answer? And you're like, how are you? And then you like maintain eye contact and listen. It's like, oh my gosh, did he really care? There's always that split second moment that just from the male lizard brain, when you're just like, oh, she's flirting with me. And then you're like, oh, no, she's just a real human. Oh, God, she's not from here. Oh, she's a person I can talk to. Sweet. And that was how it was that first moment on set. We started talking, and I was just like, oh, I've met another friend. Okay, thank God. <laughs> That's... We're both of the community. Yes, both of the community and of the understanding that we are not from the community. So we need to work just a little harder like, to stand oh. out out here. No, I thought you were so nice. I was like, I honestly, probably one of the nicest people that I've met. It's like my, this is such great and short story. My first day, my first full day in LA, like I moved here. I, you know, at first I had to, I guess it's not, t- I, mean, I had to apartment hunt. So my first day moved into my apartment. There's like a house across the street from me and these boys, 
I was just walking down the street and they were like, I heard one of them go, oh my God, that's her. You bitch. And I was like, I have lived here in this neighborhood. I just didn't even respond. I kept walking. I was like, there's no way that I'm her. Like I can't have done these boys wrong in any, you know what I mean? It's like, I just got it. I just moved across the country. Like, and I already have beef with these neighbors. <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait. What did I do? No, did I jump a curve? Did I run over a foot? Did I run over your car? Like, I didn't even park yeah. on the street. I was like, this is clearly a, mis- a case of mistaken identity and I'm just being slandered. It was brutal. I was like, oh, so this is what LA is like. This is it. This is it. Yeah. It's brutal is what it is. Without doxing myself too hard, when I moved in, I realized that I was surrounded by hippies and like that as many fun positives as there are to that genre based on whatever you've seen in movies. They only talk about the funny parts, not the sad parts or the (laughs) annoying parts or the smelly parts about that industry and that genre of peep. Like when you just want to say hi and they're like, let's open up and you're like, ooh. Oh, let's not get some patchouli because i'll tell you what there are some times where i'm just okay now hold on i'm already gonna break this show's new unspoken rule of i no longer pay for zoom so that means all these interviews are going to be 40 minutes Uh -uh. (laughs) i'm stitching these two together and this is the rough cut way that we're going to get back into it this is uh (laughs) this is just the moment where I can play this particular part of the song to just bring us back in. Oh, yeah. A certifiable bop. I mean, that last part was just me using T-Pain's voice. Hold on, let me turn this off. All right, back to my normal voice. Sorry. Um, yeah, that bop, that's a bop that I'm going to go to my grit. Like, that's just such a good song. Oh, man, 2018. My buddy Tommy Sklut made me that theme song, and I, I'll Shout never out. top it. That's literally incredible. Like, Shout out to Tommy. Honestly. Oh. Anyways, I forgot what we were talking about. We were talking about hippies or them hippies smelling. And how they bring their sadness to you, but not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That was, no, that's that, that's mostly it. So, shot time. <laughs> that is exactly shot time. <laughs> oh, what are you drinking? This is peach lemonade Smirnoff. God, that sounds so much better in theory and so you can drink it straight without one guy quite as much all right so this is what i've been oh i might have to change my i might have to change this this has been uh okay so i finished i had a casamigos bottle like tequila like the george clooney stuff oh that lasted oh it lasted me for like 20 episodes because i i was i mean there's shots and and there was a lot and And I was good those days. I was fine with it. So so what I did was like, okay, this might cause more interruptions if I buy a booze that I like less. I don't know. I I feel like that's the opposite, and I'm training myself in the wrong way. Not at all. I've I've become an insane lightweight. (laughs) More about that in a minute. But I'm drinking a a the says, the world's best selling soju. 
Ooh. And I said that in the weirdest way possible because back that up. Yeah, it's one more time on the label. Okay, all right, respect. Yeah. I, I, you know, I didn't know, but now I know. Perfectly as a base for cocktails, I got martinis, cosmopolitans, bloody marys, mojitos. Best served ice cold, either straight or on the rocks. Right, it's like best served ice cold as we drink it at room temperature. Yeah, right. So I've, <laughs> I dropped it into a big glass. <laughs> exactly, that's the best way to do it. Oh. Oh boy. <laughs> that oh, face, right? It's been uh, like there. <laughs> I have to do something that's a little less potent than the Casamigas because that shit, there, there was many a times where I was about to break my I thou doth not edit rule <laughs> because of that fucking booze. I'm sorry, we need to cut. <laughs> yeah. This is. No, this is not going on the video medium. This is purely <laughs> staying audio only. No, that's so real. That's how you know Ooh. you're getting a real cut. I mean... Your hippie neighbors probably gifted you that, and you just don't remember, because who knows what else they gave you that night. You know. You're, I mean, you're totally right. There's a whole... Uh, everything I have on the bar cart has been gifted. And I mean that in the nicest way. That's but, how you feel uh, you're a lovely person. Some people are like, I brought you alcohol, and you're like, oh, me... <laughs> Okay, because the imposter syndrome in me just says, you're not fun enough to deal with sober. <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't know if you've ever considered stand-up, Josh, but I would absolutely go see you if you ever wanted to. Stop it. I didn't. I okay, can you please clarify for everyone listening here that we did not prep you to say any of this before you came on the show? Because there's a, there's a grackle of people who aren't going to believe this. I just thought of this live right now in this moment. The only thing that influenced me was this peach lemonade Smirnoff. And it's only been like one shot, people. So this <laughs> legitimate, no. mostly sober thought. Dreams deferred have been also interrupting funny. our podcast. So let's <laughs> another shot for that. Exactly. Another shot for another, that. Yeah. Oh, another boy. Class. Have you ever been to Mexico? I have been to Mexico. I've been to Mexico once. That's I went good. to Cozumel. I loved it. I'm gonna be back there this December. Oh no way! Oh yeah, in the same area. This little shot glass, my friend Carolina went and brought it back. It actually wasn't Cosmel; it was Puerto Vallarta, but Cosmel is where we flew into. I don't know. Maybe that was across the water from. I think that's where we're going this time. Oh no way! That sounds amazing. Can I tell you? I I it, I just spent four days nonstop drinking dirty monkeys. <laughs> I really wish, like, that was it. But I mean, there's no other way to do it. You know, it's like, that's that's their specialty, am I right? I I was at an all-inclusive, and I don't think I would ever suggest anything else when traveling, if you Incredible. need, like, just to de-stress, unplug, Absolutely. and just exist. Exactly. Because, like, you don't want to be going out finding... Uh, yeah. Mm -mm. All, all I did was float, drink, and dance for four days. And I was like, okay, that's the reset that I needed before I can get back to everything. No, exactly. It's like, that's the vacation, you know? You soak up the sun, build salt water. My favorite, too, is when you find that time right in between Thanksgiving and Christmas to go, because then you're only going to find, like, the older cougar swinger couples that are on vacation <laughs> because they are traveling without family before right. when you would normally with family. Oh, exactly. So like, What's that bowl for? And you're like, put your keys in there. Yeah, put right. We we were, we were, I mean, I, I was in a group of eight. 
and all eight of us were easily the hottest and the youngest people <laughs> at the resort by like 20 exactly. years so we had our pick of the litter no exactly you're like oh my gosh am i sexy like am, am I, I the oh, person in mexico uh, am i yeah am i the hottest person in mexico <laughs> that's, yeah, that's so exactly cool. what happened it's like sometimes like one of my really good friends from kickball she sent me like a blank map and another friend of mine in a group chat and she like of the united states and she wanted yeah. all of us to fill it out and I used to be a teacher before I decided to pursue acting. And so I didn't fill it out. I was like, it's not going to be funny if I do it. Like, I know where all the states are. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know where all 50 states are. And this it's not going to be a joke because unfortunately, sixth grade is like writing, like fifth grade is where I had like the states and capitals test. So it's like, you know, you, you got to know it because the kids might ask you. And so she put Ohio <laughs> where Michigan was. And it's like, I have never laughed so hard. But it also gave me horrible false. I was like, am I the smartest person? In Los Angeles. In Los in right now. Exactly. Am I the am I brilliant because I know where Ohio is? Hey, like, I will say not every time, but uh, specifically if you're ever in a writer's room and you have that moment, it's time to find a new one. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but if you ever have a moment of like, am I the dumbest person? It's very humbling, you know. Oh, you're oh, like, oh that's that's where I live. Exactly, I, but you're like, wow, I'm ready to grow. You know, like there's a lot of room for me to grow in this room. And I, I do what I can to make sure I'm in a room with people who are way smarter than me in very specific ways, so I can fill in in other ways that they might not know, and I can help them support. You know, I can support them in other ways that I, you know. So I, I've always been that flex person. Like I'm a really good Smithers. You're right. Oh, that's such a good reference. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Specifically for you. That absolutely. one. Thank you. Well, very good Smithers. And <laughs> the, there are there are times where I I love it because I can turn off nine to five, and there are times that I wish I was the Mister Burns, right? No, Which you know who who doesn't? No, of but course. it's uh yeah. It's you know, it's like you just have to. It's horrible, but it's like all of us. We tell ourselves like just be patient, and it's like you know eventually will be discovered because you know we're all these creatives with something fresh and unfortunately yeah. what's really commercial is what's already been done in the industry and what's really yeah. common and so when you have like this innovative fresh idea it's like kind of nobody wants to take a chance on you and so it's easy uh, to believe that what you have isn't good or isn't worth it and it's like it's not that it's just that you need someone who's brave enough to break off from the norm you know you end up tricking yourself into thinking you're not good enough, you're not smart exactly. enough, you're not pretty enough, you're like you're not any enough when exactly. all but of that time you're dedicating thoughts. to those thoughts, you should have just been creating, exactly. right? Where it's like, ah, how do I shake myself out of that? I'm in it all the time. And the nicest thing is that I can spot it for someone else and try to shake it for them. Right. But then get but the people spot on you and you're like, wait, but sometimes I'm, you know what I mean? Someone like do it to me. Right. It to me now. I hope today when I sent you that script, you were like, your script is ready to publish. I don't care if you've written one word. You know what I mean? It's like the person who sent me that script did not even hit spell check one time. It's like, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's wild. Like you sent that to your actors. Like you're ready to. You've sent that to probably hundreds of people Absolutely. at this point. Absolutely. Yes. And you didn't even bother to hit F7 on your keyboard. Like, come on now. Like, if you as a writer can finish spell check and then send your shit out, you're doing better work than the people out there that are doing the work of hitting the pavement and they're letting their shit get out there when your brilliance is getting wasted. Your brilliance is getting pushed on the wayside because no one can come see on. it. Because we're, so we're like, 
oh my gosh, what if this is my one chance to be seen and no one sees it, you know? So when I moved to LA, I kind of joked initially that I think people lie about how bad the traffic is oh. to keep people to move from moving here. And no, I, I still think that's true. I joined, I, I joined LA. I joined the LA community in 2020. I, I moved LA. down here. Yeah, right. <laughs> I joined the exclusive club in 2020. And oh. that's when like traffic was, you know, it, it was, it was a pandemic. There was no one on the road. I, I feel awful. I'm a terrible friend for asking you that. No, 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 no. It's, but I, so my no, version of LA has been like, I've been able to hit the roads, no problem. I've been able to get everywhere, no problem. Everyone's been complaining oh. about the traffic. I'm just like, what traffic? <laughs> like, this is fine. <laughs> I've lived in LA. I've lived in Vegas. I've lived in Detroit. Like, the traffic oh, there is worse. Vegas traffic is a bitch. Oh, it's, it's something. Just imagine everyone doesn't know where they're going and they're drunk. Like your ability to see like apartments and studios and like to get in and meet people you know oh yeah oh, so the first thought of people are using the traffic to gatekeep moving to california x when i kind of extrapolate that into hollywood itself one of the things that you're talking about is that if you're if you're creative and you're limiting yourself based on what you think you can get done like you're putting yourself behind the ball there's no one out there that is, you know, waiting for you to submit it. Like you, you put that foot forward and you put it out there. So with stuff like the strikes and people being able to create content in so many more ways from YouTube to, you know, having their own subscription, you know, or like a content behind a paywall or like on fans, your only fans, like there are a thousand new ways to be and get, discovered whereas before even 20 years ago it was a really narrow path to oh, print out headshot resume and then hand it in that was it and now so it's and now it's shifted so one of those things do you think that's going to make for more creativity more creative or do you think that that's gonna be harder to find because there's more avenues Man, that's such a good question. It definitely makes it more accessible. You know, even just the industry expanding, you know, the way Atlanta's really been blowing up recently, it's like so many productions have been moving to Georgia and to Atlanta just yeah. because it's so much more affordable. And so, and, you know, previously it's like, if you want to be an actor or an actress, like LA is the place to be. And so that's still absolutely true, but, you know, other big cities are becoming these hubs for yeah. And so, you know, I think- It's like you can get started in LA, but then- once you have the representation, once people notice you, you can go back to where you're from exactly. and make well, a big splash there. To New York and to Atlanta and to even yeah. you know, places like Detroit. And it's like, okay, like yeah. I realized that there was going to be such a push for like Tyler Perry's studio in Atlanta has really changed things. Um, that's actually, that was my very first project. It's like, I was 19 years old. I was a sophomore in college and Pitch Perfect 3 was casting. They put it on Instagram. They needed background for- Oh, shit giant scene and so i like i had like this 19 the jeep was almost so i had a 1998 jeep cherokee and my mom was like i don't think your car is gonna make it to georgia my mom is the most wonderful person on earth bless her soul she drove from sarasota to gainesville where i went to school at uf (laughs) drove me to atlanta and then like sat in the parking lot for 13 hours that's how long i was on set of pitch perfect three And your mom's just like, what am I doing here right now? Like, what am I doing for my daughter? Exactly. And I tried to get a bunch of my friends at the time to go with me. And they were like, girl, we have a gravity, which is just like a dumb sorority, like function. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
no, we're going to a party that night. And I was like, okay, bet. And it's like, just to be around. And, you know, part of me at the end of it was like, I don't know if I can do this because it was 13 hours of just to be in, in the stands with, you know, honestly, hundreds of other people. Right. I yeah. got to see Anna Kendrick and Rebel Wilson and, you know, all these people that I look up to and idolize. And I had Anna Kendrick's book, The Scrappy Little Nobody. And I was too scared to tell her that I had it. And I wanted, but it was like, it was my first time on a, on a film set. And I was, I brought my social security card, which you don't need. You see that? <laughs> You're just like, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so there's all hundreds of us with our stuff. And I was like, someone's going to, I was just terrified. And it was one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. And, you know, it yeah. took me a few more years to admit to myself that I wanted to, chase this but there you know if you look on actors access and backstage it's like there there are opportunities in in the south and in the southeast and then you know things like that but nowhere near the level that you'll see in LA and it's like with the strike understandably and honestly it should be like this but things are as dry as I've ever seen as, as they've ever been you know it's like this strike is really historic yeah. like this is you know and I really hope that I really hope that we get we being the writers and the actors of SAG Astra, yep. everybody, it's like the writers go, I hope they get everything they deserve because it's like, this is really crazy. Like we're really seeing a lot of changes here. You know, it's like. We're at that influx where enough new tech, new industry, new processes, we've learned enough, right? We've like, it, it comes in waves and it has to where we, really quick sum up everything that we've learned in the last 10 years and then we have to progress the workers like how they are treated fairly because it, it it's i'm gonna make a wild comparison here but it's like the constitution right it was written in 1776 with the context of what they assumed the future might look like and none of them would have ever thought of what facebook might be right so even at that context level those two things don't exist. They, they, they don't exist on the same level, right? No. We try to smush them together because they are in the no. same world, but they don't. Yeah. No. And when it comes to having moments like strikes, it's we've come so far in the industry in being right. able to protect ourselves that we need to kind of stand together as any form of creator and this is something like I'm standing, like I was an IATSE all the way through college as the college representation from Western Michigan. Uh, I I am not in SAG or I'm not in you know, the Writers Guild, but you don't have to be to support these dudes. I live in the area and I, and I get to kind of see the firsthand effect that it has on the city. And it, it I love that we are now getting back to a point where we can help protect ourselves for the next 10 years right like this isn't a forever thing this is another fix you're they're gonna strike again in the future or hopefully they won't have to because we can just have a moving dialogue that's always the hope but you yep. know capitalism gets in the way uh, the other side you know it's like and the fact that honestly pas are being forgot i've never worked as a pa but a lot of really good friends of mine do and it's like those people bust their butts you know right? and they're being and, kind of left out of negotiations a hundred percent. When we think about featured extras and how they're looking to just scan you and then use your likeness whenever they need it. And the fact that studios are trying to move this in on a arena of individuals who don't have the ability to have agents to protect them, to read through terms. Yeah, of course. They're completely aware of this. Yes. Because all the people who are featured extras are the most vulnerable. Exactly. Exactly. 
And they're like, that's someone who's hoping to, honestly, this is, it's, you know, it's not ideal, but this is something that I found to be true in background. The more backgrounds you have, like if you have, if you have a, a group of, you know, 15 to 20 background, they're going to be incredible. They're going to be on their best behavior. They're going to work for you the way a principal actor would work. For you, you need to. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> they are just as important in setting the scene when you think of that the film is trying to at the end of the day make you feel a specific emotion every single layer of that art is important i I, just as much as you would notice a movie if there weren't any people in the background you would notice a piece of art if the artist wasn't able to use the color blue right it's the same thing and if the background is staring at the leads and doing all this, it's like, you're going to know if the, if the background actors are acting poorly or not acting like they're doing their own, but it seems so unimportant to people who know it, but it's like, it's so obvious when it's not right. And it completely ruins yep. the illusion of losing yourself in a film. Unfortunately, yep. when you get massive groups of background, you know, 200, I think the biggest group I've ever worked in was on boats. It was based on a true story. We were doing crime con for Las Vegas. Um, it might also have been, oh my gosh, I can't think of the name of it. Um, Hacks. Hacks was also oh, hacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a huge group of background. And when you have, you know, 150 group, that's a really big group. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and also sometimes you'll, you'll notice the differentiation in background versus extras when they start calling you extras. And when they start treating you like you're a big group of cattle, the behavior, it goes down, you know, it's like, yeah. we, we believe, you know, it's like when you treat us like less the behavior, it's, I don't, I'm not necessarily, that's not right. You know what I mean? It's like, you're being paid to do a job. You should do the job. But when you're treated as less, the behavior gets worse. And it's like. No, it, a thousand percent. It's it it's that kind of servant leadership where it's even just at every level of the production. If I were to ever become a producer at that level, this oh. is I've produced com- commercials. I've gotten to produce a lot of social content over the years. And I'm always future. My goal in the, you know. If there are three things I want to be in my life, it's a light night host, a stand-up comic, and a producer of something that gets in a theater. Those are the three goals. Oh my so god! We'll see if any of them hit. I will be there with bells on. Absolutely, please. you're so funny, Josh. Please, like I don't know if you've Stop. ever heard of the LA um, Connection Comedy Connection in Burbank, but they would totally have you anytime. Really? I mean, I'm in. I'm there. Absolutely. I, can I tell you that this has been my way of doing and prepping for stand-up? Whenever I have what I think is a funny oh, moment, I write it on a note card. Oh, what? And I, I have okay. thousands of note cards now. Oh my gosh. Please tell me when you're first, like, I will pay for the ticket. Like, I want to be there. Support okay. me. Right. It's like, there's so many comics who aren't genuinely funny. It's like, you're genuinely funny. You know what I mean? It's like, I knew that from the second we were talking at the bar and they were like, stop laughing. Like the, the leads are trying to talk about whatever the fuck their lines are. And it's like, but Josh is really funny. And we were talking about like Amish people and silly stuff and the next project, you know what I mean? It's like, whatever the topic is, like, you know what I mean? Oh my gosh. You, Do you so- see how great of an actor, Shelby? You need to cast <laughs> on whatever you have working on next. That's Look at so- how truthful and from a moment of, I, I even believed her. About this I fictional person you. named Josh, who is funny and entertaining. That's and so I was like, who is she talking about? Self-deprecating sense of humor is so real, you know? It's like, I honestly, my opening stand-up set, I've never been brave enough to do it, but it's like, I want to talk about my oldest brother has what I like to call, like, dead uncle privilege, because he was named after, like, our uncle who passed away before any of us was born. Oh, Christ. He never gets yelled at, because it's like, I know as soon as he's about to, my dad's like, 
John, and then his eyes cloud over with the ghost of his past. Shout out Harry Potter um, book four. And it's like, you never yell at John like you're supposed to because he's named after your brother who passed away. Like, that's not right. You know what I mean? So he's been exercising his privilege for years. And a lot of people, that joke's going to fall flat. That is hilarious. They're going to be roaring with laughter. That is amazing. Use the Harry Potter part as the punch-up, like the follow-up. Yeah, so like the, the bit where you're just like shout out to Harry Potter before <laughs> you are right exactly that is oh hey I'll do punch up any day that I am decent at I like that's why I love chat GPT for my like day-to-day work when I need to get something started I'm just no like way. hey give me a shitty version of something so I can at least have a starting spot it's oh, like that's my- good that you was probably chat GPT now I think oh my god it was no joke that guy wrote it in chat GPT I have to like when I have a notebook, like a physical notebook, I have to make a mark in it before I can start working on it because like I hate the perfect page. Of course. I mean, I hate an unblemished it, page. You no, know? you're like, what am I supposed to? It's there's no right. This is just gonna start somewhere. Exactly. When I gotta draw a little S from school, like no, no. What's that called? The Sparty? This, I mean, at this point. Fuck was happening because I've barely been sleeping since my wife got flipped upside down by a swing dancer at a wedding. He must have flipped my wife eight times. And it really bothered me. When you can't sleep and you see that thing. Oh my god, I can't believe it's it's just it, it's it's one of those moments that it's such a like quick. But so needed for the bit. Eighth of a second. Do you know what's crazy is I actually like they didn't like the blouse that I wore for my blazer. And so they were like, we're gonna give you a blouse. And it's like we were changing, they let us out really late. I accidentally took the blouse home and another person would have just stolen the blouse. But I was like, do you know what? This is gonna really ingratiate me to the production. So I messaged the person. So I was like, I accidentally took the blouse home, like. Let me know if you want me to bring it back. And they were like, we absolutely want you to bring it. Because a lot of productions, I don't know how many background jobs you've done. Depending on the production, if you take some of their clothes, they will make you give them something of yours. And this ranges from, you know, the voucher, the paper voucher that you get, meaning your way to get paid. uh, To the worst thing I've been asked for is my absolute fucking driver's license. They were like, give us your license. And I was like, you want my literal ID? You think I'm going to steal this sweater? You think I'm going to take... I mean, all, I was, all that that points out to me is that there's been some issues <laughs> in the past. Yes, exactly. I'm like, y'all been robbed before. Some of them are so serious about it. Like, some of them will make you give them the shirt you're wearing so that you can't just change and go. And it's absolutely crazy. Thankfully... You know what the fuck was happening? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck was happening. I've barely they, been sleeping since my wife got flipped upside down by a swing dancer at a wedding. He must have flipped my wife eight times. Sorry, I, 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 I love. I'm gonna have to clip this in the soundbite. No, please do. Add to my soundboard. It's incredible. It's incredible. And I just, I can't believe that it's. I feel like really bothered me. They told me like a PA came over to me and was like, "Hey." You're super on camera for this right now. I need you to bring your energy to like a 12 out of 10. So I'm thinking I'm going to be like in a scene. I had no idea that I was like rocking out to be on camera for like an eighth of a second. I would still, you know, I would do it the same way again because that's my job. But it's like. Every single time I watch any car commercial, advertisement, anything in which like 
you know those like <laughs> i feel bad because my sister used to work for these companies you know, like the medical advertisements where there's just it's b-roll while somebody is yes. oh my effects. god that's so funny it's like these pills might cause like vicious diarrhea and someone's just having a brownie yeah, it's smiling, like holding hands, walking on the beach, and you're what like. What I always think of, and what I can't get out of my brain, was that they sat in traffic. They woke up that day. Hold on, let me start from the beginning. They woke up for that day. They showered. They shaved. They probably were nervous. They Absolutely. had nervous poops about shooting. They put yeah. on makeup. They, they drove. They got more coffee. They yeah. had more nervous poops. They got more <laughs> makeup. They then shot this, and then they, while all this was happening, told everyone about this days before and weeks yeah, after. They're proud of this moment. Of course, and it's great. It's ingrained in the fabric of history for forever. This is one of the best sketches on I Think You Should Leave History. And you have such an iconic, just like, again, it's so, I'm going to, just so you can see it, I think I'm going to have to make this, like, I the cover of... That's exactly what I look like. His disgusted face and me just like absolutely rocking out behind him. I just, maybe this is going to have to be the photo that I post. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I had this incredible guest on my show. Great not job. this, like, this, not this, this amazing person. <laughs> oh, it's show. enough to recognize this you so beat, much. you know? It's, this, it's like Phantom of the Opera. Oh, it's so I screamed because again I paused it at this moment in which he's but having a disgusted her. look, and I'm just like, that's fucking Blake. So that <laughs> there's no one else near him in the background of this shot. There's no one else. I was elbowing old people to get out of my way. I was like, I'm trying to be in this shot right now. This dude doesn't know who the fuck this man is. This guy right here. No, period. It's like everybody else was, that was the last shot of the day. So everybody was like, I'm trying to sit down. I'm not trying to do this right now. And I was like, say less. Like, I'm here. I am here. (laughs) This, I think you're even, yeah. Oh God, it's so good. It's just got flipped upside down by a swing. I love, I love these. Okay, now we're going through the. And you I'm can have to see take all it. the kind of older people that are there, you know. Yep, yep. The and wild. So much of the time, for background, they just tell you to move based on like the color you're wearing. You know, it's like it's so much by luck. And this guy, I mean, he's in a black suit, so they put next to Tim Robinson because he's I also in a black suit. So comfortable, I'm living for it with his hands in front of him. And I love that this is like, it looks like it could be someone's living room <laughs> if it's not an event space, but it's dressed as an event space. It was a really nice space. It was like a kind of a church scene though. That's incredible. This person got flipped. Look at like, look yeah. at this incredibly precarious pause that I did for this this poor woman's outfit. Oh, oh I know. <laughs> they asked all the dancers, they were like, who's willing to be flipped? Like a bunch of, honestly, the dancers were like, they didn't look like any of them wanted to be flipped, but there was at least one girl that was like, you can flip me a couple of times. And they are like, okay, girl. All right, girl, we're going to flip you over and over again. Exactly. They were like, honestly, it's like, I hope you didn't eat before this. Swing dancer at a wedding. He must have flipped my wife eight times. And it really bothered me. I, oh my God. That's so real. It's like, that's incredible. It's, it's so good. I, I I feel not only honored to call you a friend, but excited that you're going to be able to be on the show. 
Oh, me too. I was like, I can't believe this. This is amazing. You know, it's like, it might be, I hope it's not, but it might be the highlight of my career. Like, Stop it. Not <laughs> even. Oh my God. Hey, for now. I know. Right? It's like, it's for now. With, I mean, the only really commercial that I've done is like this hot hands for Amazon where it's like those things that warm up your hands. And so I had this like fake dad and he gave me this like really real advice. Like he's talking about all his friends that he's seen, like leave Hollywood, have families. And he's telling me about all the sacrifices I'm going to have to make. And I'm like, man, this man is like, he's really embracing this dad role. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Really yeah, yeah. He came to work. <laughs> he said, let's, let's do it. If I'm going to be your dad, I'm going to be your dad. I'm going to tell you lessons, son. <laughs> That's, oh my God. I, I, I just have to ask, please when you are uh, big and famous and you are able to turn around to the head of studio and be like, hey, you know that schlub over there, he deserves a late night show. If you can, just like, just just put my, just consider. No, if I make it, Josh, I'm going to pull you right up with me. I'm going to be like, this is my guy. Fucking ditto show. Fucking ditto. That's... No, I'm so serious. Like, you're so funny authentically. Like, if anyone deserves to, like, make it big, it's like, Jimmy Fallon, scoot over. You know what I mean? Like, he had that time spot forever. It he's fine. Be- hey, he's, he's he's doing fine. I just seen you know, let a big beard boy do it. For a right? Little it's, not, it's, not, it's like, Jimmy, don't you have kids? Like, yeah. don't you go home sometime? You know what yeah, I mean? Hey. Like, oh, but, you know, it's been a hard day. It's go time back and for hang the next generation to, like, step in, you know? Just do me a favor. Just do me a favor. Right? Exactly. Just, like, Give me the show for a season. Let's see where it goes. Take it back. Take it back if you need to after. But, you know, give me a try. Give me a try. I've never seen Jimmy Fallon grow a beard ever. I don't even think he can, honestly. He did do one during the pandemic, and it was fine. But it was like he had someone come in. He he had a makeup team. Oh, someone came and fixed that for him. Yes. They're like David Letterman. That's just his normal face. That's his beard. Have you ever seen Reboot, that show on? um, Yeah. Oh my god, it's amazing! So you know the scene where um she's opposite the main the main guy. Yeah, and the- it's some man who's the principal of another country because she's jealous. I was on. You know how every single actor who's trying to make it ever goes on court TV. Yep. And has their moment, and so I was on with Judge Million, and so I went into the outside, and I'm I finally get into the makeup, and it's like I'm really excited. I tell her that my character is like. And it's so funny. It's like my character and my boyfriend are suing the singing telegram girl. We're like, we're suing her because we <laughs> to a girl. She sang to the wrong person. It's like, you didn't sing to my boyfriend. You sang to a guy, a guy who had the same name as my boyfriend. That's totally, and it's like, we have no case. And we know that. However, <laughs> this is a court TV show and this is real life. And so I get into the makeup chair and it's like, they said, you know, in the notes, please come without makeup or you can do like a foundation base. Or if you really want to do your own makeup, you can. Um, but I, I meet the makeup lady and I'm hoping for two things. I'm hoping one, she curls my hair and two, she does like subtle natural makeup. She straightens my hair right off the bat. And she's like, girl, you're on court TV. You got to look like the median of the country. You have to look like Joe Montana, middle Bible belt, baby. No, exactly. And she puts on. I didn't realize this until I stepped outside. I don't normally wear lipstick, and so it looked a little funny on me, but I didn't realize this until I stepped outside of the makeup room. It's like she put on so much, such heavy makeup. I have never worn so much makeup, and so it's like, in the words of, what's her name from um, that show? I looked like a 
Clown whore. I literally clown whore. It's like it's so much makeup. It looks crazy. So I'm super excited for that to air in about a week. It's like they're gonna be like, wow, why does that girl look 35? <laughs> <laughs> It's because they've caked on some foundation and covered <laughs> up the natural beauty. So That's, exactly. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. she's under the desk and she's like, you clean whore. That's what everyone calls her from the new country. That's so funny. If anyone hasn't seen Reboot, it's fantastic. It's so good. It's such a good show. And so it's such a show. It's a show that does the thing where they, like, peel back and let you see what it's like to be on set and what Absolutely. it's like to be on production and it's pretty fucking close of course it's like shiny because it needs to be a tv show so it's going to be you know entertained more than it is because it's really a pretty gross day to day when you really really think about it yeah there's big names in it and also it's like it's so fresh and so funny you know what i mean it's i really feel like that girl who it's like oh are you sure this is edgy enough (laughs) it's just a trick and i'm like that's so funny and it works it's like it's incredible incredible no spoilers but it's so funny i and i just have to say that that actress who i am she is also pardon is it judy greer yes oh i love judy greer ever since arrested development i've been a huge fan i absolutely love judy greer i love now that's a role that if someone said there's gonna be nudity i'd be like i get it i get it for this role you know what i mean just like (laughs) Some roles, it's like you require nudity, and it's like you know what? That's understandable. However, Judy Greer did nudity in reboot, and it it made perfect sense. It was necessary. I dare say it was necessary. It was necessary. It it made the scene, and I was like, oh okay, this is how you can do it well. And it was while they were telling a joke about doing it well, which made it that much better. But yeah, that's one of those characters where sometimes you get to read a bad guy, and you go like, wait, whoa, wait a minute, I could do that. Like I. an attractive bad guy you know what i mean it's like that's the role that you can sink your teeth into you because know? on paper if you're reading that from like 90 percent of the audience you're thinking that this is the antagonist but no 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 no. judy Greer kills that and takes that and makes it her own and dare i say um she better watch out because two of you could go up for the same roles no absolutely judy owns uh, a, a thousand percent oh my gosh i'm so flattered I'm like oh my gosh me and judy greer for the same like uh, all of if judy life. for whatever reason said no thanks i'm out shelby is i'd be like i will absolutely back up judy greer any day anytime it's like i don't know if you've ever read like a role description and been like oh, okay like i'm okay with that yeah, i could feel that info and then you're like really disgust has that ever happened to you you think yeah. like yeah, i'm okay i've been like oh i see where you see me in these words but that bums me out. <laughs> right, exactly. And you're like, damn, that's really what you think. And then you see the role come to life a little bit more. And, and you're like, like, oh, wait a minute. That is. Yeah. Well, be, we have a minute and 30 seconds before Zoom oh. cuts out on us for a second time. And at that point, we just need to call it part two. So will you come back and be on the show for future episodes so we can talk about more stuff? I would absolutely love to. I have so many more things that I was hoping to talk to you about. I've I have had- so many more things I want to bring up. I have so many more people that I want to introduce you to as well that i think that'd be a fun like i have a lot of actor friends who are in similar positions just in genuinely in different geographical locations than you and i are so i think that would be fun because we're all doing the same thing going for the same roles just in our different physical areas so where can people find you if they want to find you today oh my gosh me in 
Hollywood on Instagram on this podcast because it's amazing hot dad radio well, don't dox yourself too hard where on Instagram can they find you don't give them your oh, home so address my regular name it's like at and then Shelby and then double underscore two underscore because there's another person with my name and she stole the one underscore and so it's like whatever yeah. girl and my last name S-H-E-A if they ever want to if they want to see my Tim Robinson journey I hey you're gonna have to get used to people loving it and wanting to find you everywhere. Well, hopefully because... on Instagram when we hang out and have a fabulous time because I am gonna beat the LA flake. We'll see. Josh is new then around. around. Josh is new. Dean's friend, Johnny and Dip. 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 Can I hear that real quick?